This is Unreal Reality, a podcast where we take topics of the weird, unknown, creepy, sometimes odd, who knows, come against each other, find out which one is really in. That was good timing. Welcome back everyone to Unreal Reality, the podcast where we clearly can get our uh, release dates in order and in time. Every single time. We do a very good job at being very consistent with everything. And you can't prove us wrong. You can't. Yeah. Try. I dare you. I dare you to go back and listen to every podcast. On repeat. Memorize it. Repeat it back to me. I'll wait. So, episode six. Right? So, we got a good podcast up for today. Eric's very excited about his topic. I'm very indifferent about mine. Oh. Uh, Someone tried (laughs) a lot harder than the other person. (laughs) Okay, well, that's fine. I was slacking. You caught me. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. So, Eric, uh, Haunted Ships. I'll go first today. We'll say the <laughs> so, name yeah, of Eric, Haunted Ships. Yeah, they yeah. exist. Or do yeah, they? So, Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so it's not Haunted Ships. It's Ghost Ships. And ghost so the, ships. Idea trying, the idea behind this episode is that Ghost Ships have two terms. The regards of an actual ghost ship with spooky uh, spirits on it. That's what I decided to take. Then the one that Eric decided to take of ships in the actual sea that are unmanned right yeah just found floating crew disappeared or just dead and who knows maybe my topic just turned out to cover both of those terms who knows let's find out i swear to god if this son of a bitch pulled a fucking episode hey no no i'm still on the right topic which is ghost shit you we were doing unsolved murders and then you showed up with a solved murder but it was paranormal, it damn was it. It solved. That's not the point. It was solved. I don't care. Also, I hope everyone enjoyed episode five of the podcast. It's taken me over a month to re- edit it, and at the moment of recording, I still have not finished. Yep. I'm good at my job. So, the name of my uh, investigation today is the ship, the USS Hornet. Ooh. Eric, what's the name of yours? Hornet. Sorry. Uh, mine's the SS Orain Madan. Repeat that. Orain Madan. One more time for the people in the back. Orain Madan. Orain Madan. Alright. That's enough of that. Madan. Eric, Sorry. I will go first today, if you don't <laughs> mind. Yes, please do. Alright, so everyone, please listen, sit back, enjoy your car ride, enjoy being on the toilet, whatever you do while listening to this podcast. As I take you through the story of the USS Hornet. The USS Hornet is an Essex-class aircraft carrier, making one of the biggest aircraft carriers of its time during World War II. How big? It, it with a length of 872 feet and a width of 147 feet. Damn, that's big. Mm-hmm. The carrier also weighed, at full load, a ton of 36,960 tons. Damn. And crewed over 3,400 sailors altogether. I do have to say, that is big. Mm-hmm. That's a very big ship. I, that, that's a certified, get the stamp out, big boy. It got Eric approved. Eric approved, big boy. Uh, she was ordered to be made in 1940s and finally uh, commissioned in 1943. Um, finally, you know, sail. She was built in Virginia at like one of the most common like uh, shipyards, and she played an intent, integral part during World War II in the Pacific uh, Island uh, like island hopping campaign in the Pacific Theater. Gotcha. She shut. She shot down more than fourteen hundred planes, and sank seventy-two enemy ships. That's my girl. Yeah, she <laughs> did. She was phenomenal. 
great ship. She also, after World War II, fought in the Korean War and the Vietnam War. Right. So she saw yeah. one and three? Once? What do you mean? Didn't we lose the Vietnam War, technically? <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, did we lose I guess... the Korean War, too? No, the Korean War just ended back in 2016. Yeah. 2017. I'll consider that so, a loss. It's a tie, so she's 1-1-1 one, one, one at the moment. 1-1-1, one, one, one. my bad. Yeah. Um, she's actually the eighth ship to be called the Hornet. Uh, the first Hornet was actually... Um, was one of the first two ships of the United States Navy during the Revolutionary War. Huh. There's the Hornet and the and the Wasp. <clears throat> now, the previous Hornet, which so we were talking about Hornet CV-12. The previous Hornet was CV-8. It was another ship. It was I think it was a battleship. I don't probably should have looked at that a little bit more. Either way, no, it's another aircraft carrier. I apologize. Uh, she launched planes. For the Doolittle raid, which I'm not sure if you remember or ever watched like Pearl Harbor or Midway a little bit, the Doolittle raid was the raid over mainland Japan, led by um, the guy's name was Doolittle. It was probably the first. It was like the first. Oh, like, the guy who talked to Japan. animals. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy <laughs> bombed Japanese. And Hornet the seventh fought in the Doolittle raid and fought in Midway and was uh, sunk during the Battle of Santa Cruz. So while so the construction of the Hornet, um, of the Hornet Eight, the Hornet we're talking about was actually being made while the ship sank. So they re- changed the name to the Hornet. Uh, and and a cool note on this Hornet, on the, uh, the Hornet, it's painted like a bee. It's all black no. and yellow. So I would say its most famous story comes after its wars and after it was uh, decommissioned as a warship. It crashed into a children's warship. party. Regards. No, it actually. <laughs> I mean, that's better. But no, it actually is the um, ship that uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin was picked up on. Oh yeah, that's so much. The Apollo cooler. 11 mission. It is. It was. That's they got picked up. That's dope. Mm-hmm. She was finally fully decommissioned in June of 1970, and then 20 years later, 1998, I believe, uh, was made into the U.S. Hornet Museum. It's a little over 20 years. I apologize. Close enough. So, with how busy the ship was and how how many wars it fought, and it's you know it's easy to say that a lot of people died in this aircraft carrier, you know. It was um, through three actually, wars. Makes sense. Yeah, she's actually nicknamed the Old Gray Ghost. Oh goddamn! Some respect so, on her name. Yeah. So like, uh, Ooh, it's, it's the Gray because, Ghost. It's either because of. How many dead people are on there, or the way she crept through the water like a ghost, hey, you, or because you how don't many people dare drag her name through the mud like that? <laughs> yeah, that or it's about how many um, ships were named after the named after, named the Hornet, so she just kind of took up the mantle. Uh, it's, I don't know. So they yeah, imagine her looking be... like how the Queen does in the UK, a gray ghost. How is she alive? <laughs> Can I be the next conspiracy? Oh yeah, she's a lizard. Did you know this? There are said to be 200 spirits on this ship. Um, Some of the most common ghosts, uh, not ghosts, but some of the most common haunted spots are the mess deck and the sick bay. Kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. It is said that you can almost feel the pain and suffering on the sick bay of the ghosts and the people there. And the mess deck had had plenty of reports of things being thrown and breaking for no reason. 
Also, on a side note, there's supposedly the anchor room is haunted by a sailor who uh, who was trying to hang up his cot to sleep in there, and he somehow slipped, and he hung himself. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. How you? I don't know, if, but I can't really find anything on it. Wait, so, hang up know. a cot? So he was trying he was, to make yeah, a hammock. Sleep. Yeah, he's trying to sleep. I don't know if they're the if they're. Uh, their sleeping room was too full. Did you hang cots back then? I'm confused. Yeah, that's how they slept. I, used to, I thought you yeah. would. They would fold out. No, no, no. It's uh, the idea is that you just it's like oh, it's like a hammock, like you're saying, and they just sleep through. But yeah, I don't know. Apparently, he hung himself. But I couldn't really find any information on it. So take it with a grain of salt. Apparently, he haunts the anchor room. I don't know. Well, oh yeah, cots who have folded out. What was he trying I'm to hang? I'm calling bullshit. Well, apparently, I'm apparently, sorry. No, I agree with you. <laughs> I couldn't find any info on it. So I just said supposedly. I know. I, I, I'm sorry. That just really confused me because I have like cots in my field shed. And they're just, they have a metal frame and it's a piece of fabric hanging. I'm like, how are you hanging? What? Sorry. That just it really could be confused the blanket. me for a second. It could there. be the blanket hung himself with the blanket somehow. Either way. Unlike normal, where I'd go into a little more investigation about the ghosts, I find it more interesting coming from uh, outside sources that are going to tell some ghost stories in regards that I've, there's a bunch of websites who have different reports of different people who have spent time on the Hornet, slept on the Hornet, you know, because it's now a museum. You can actually go visit this place. And they have, like, different times where people slept over. And so I'm going to read a couple of them, and we're going to see... I'm just going to read a couple of these, all right? Some of them are really good. Some of them, there's one in particular I'm going to read at the end, which is by far the best thing I've read all day. Oh, well, so, we got to save that one for last. Oh, yeah, of course. All right, so first, this one is by a gentleman by the name of Bob Isais. Um, he was on Coast Guard Island, uh, Alameda, California. Ooh. So, this is his story. In early February 2009, I was volunteering on the USS Hornet with a group of my fellow U.S. Coast Guardsmen. Fucking nerd! Oh, look at this nerd. I know, being the Coast Guard. What a loser. What a loser. Join a real branch. We were painting a compartment, and a few of us were watching white TVAC paper suits. We're wearing, sorry, we're wearing white TVAC paper suits. It's like painting suits, right? Yep. When our paint started running low, I went off in search of the Hornet worker that was supplying our paint getting lost in the process, probably because you've never been on a real boat before. As I wandered through the passageways, I came off a side passage onto the starboard main passageway. One deck below the hangar deck. I saw what I thought was one of my coworkers stepping off the main hall onto a side, a side passage about 25 feet in front of me. I call out to him. Hey, Jim. Where are you going? But he kept walking. And when I got to the hall he stepped into, there was a cabin blocking the entrance, and it was an empty compartment. Needless to say, I was confused, but kept walking, and eventually found my way back to the room where we were painting. When I saw the co-worker I thought I had seen earlier, I mentioned to him that I called him in the passaway, but he told me that he hadn't left the room for about an hour. Later, when I mentioned this to the Hornet employees, okay. one lady said that I'd seen the dress white ghosts. Apparently, apparition of a sailor wearing his dress white uniform. So dress whites are like a, a, mostly like an officer uniform. It's like the most common thing you see an officer wearing. Yeah. It's like really nice. Yeah. 
just whites. So that's the first story. I was going that's to say until you just kept going. <laughs> he was just high on pain fumes. Probably just trapped right? in a small room, painting. It, it, long ago, I doubt they were being real safe about it. Just inhaling fumes all day. Hey, where's the paint? Uh, I'm gonna... Come on, go look. <laughs> Again, it was 2009, though. People are already expecting to. Alright, so the second story is by a guy by the name of BJ Stead. <laughs> nice. This is uh, mostly him explaining some stuff about it and why there's a ghost in this one location. So... In general, this is from his words, not mine. In general, an aircraft carrier is considered to be one of the most six dangerous places in the world to work. The Hornet was powered by super hot steam that exceeded 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit. Sometimes the room temperature would exceed 125 degrees, causing crewmen to die from heat stroke. So if a steam pipe ruptured, it would release an invisible steam of intense heat capable of killing sailors instantly before they were aware of what happened. Damn. Yeah, their blood would instantly boil beneath their skin, causing their skin to fall off their bodies. Hey, when that happens. One, I know. One crewman had his arms severed by one of these invisible jets, uh, steam jets. God damn. Caused him to pass out. He bled to death in the room. I'm shocked the military hasn't tried to make a weapon out of this. Well, they probably have. We just haven't heard about it. That's another episode. Uh, and when fellow shipmates found him, they discovered that the steam had boiled his blood, peeled the skin from his body. And now it's said that his ghost inhabits the room, sometimes accompanied by engine sounds. Why do you sound like you're giggling when you're talking about this? Oh my god, <laughs> so pretty... like it boiled this his is... blood and like cut his skin off? Oh my god. I just find it funny. It's weird. The ghost has been detected by the master control panel. Oh, I don't know, I just find it really funny. Yeah. 100% it was the ghost? That's crazy yes. how they just... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I think we would have heard about that. So I wonder what light one, on that like big old panel, just like yeah. underneath it, just says ghost. <laughs> it's it's lit up. It's lighting up. All right. So this next one, um, I take a little bit more credibility to than the other ones, especially the one about the Coast Guard guys. Uh, this is by uh, Bosun's mate, first class in the Navy. He was re he's retired when so he was on the he was on the uh, the Hornet from '95 to '96, which is kind of weird, seeing as the ship was decommissioned. Not going to look into it. Um, so I don't know if there's when they're moving it, I think, from uh, Washington to Aladima, California, is where it's at now. So it's my assumption. Perhaps. I don't know. Oh, so he was Dockmaster. Gotcha. So it's been, here's my BM1 voice. What's this guy's last name? BM1 Chris Barlett. <clears throat> been over 10 years from the last time I was on the USS Hornet. He's smoking a cigar while doing this. Picture this, please. I thought you were going to do something way more insulting. <laughs> I'm a ding a dirk, and it's been over 10 <laughs> years from the last time I was on the US Hornet. After my death stick of the Hornet to Pier 1. <laughs> okay, I'm going to sound exactly like uh, my beat um, <laughs> fucking BM. Uh... <laughs> That's not exactly my BMs that I worked with. <laughs> hey Eric, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna restart that just because you know we want to show some respect. You know the BMLs are first class. He's a retired naval officer. You know. Or yeah, I don't I don't officer. want disrespect anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, ready? Let's, let's restart this back. Yeah, yeah.
It's been over ten years from oh, last oh, time. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I'm disrespectful. Okay. What? I feel like that's I feel like that's pretty respectful. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just. Yep. <laughs> I was on the USS Hornet. <laughs> With my eleven herbs and spices. <laughs> I figure every single person from like the Navy is from Kentucky, like a really bad Kentucky accent. All right. <laughs> They're all inbred. They don't know what they're doing with their lives. <laughs> That's why they joined the Navy. But I'm sorry. It's been over 10 years from the last time I was on the USS Hornet. After my last dead stick of the Hornet to Pier 1, I was so upset that I played sick the next two moves. Only just now do I tell the, my story, as I've seen others come out with sightings, and I don't feel like so much of a fool anymore. Anyway, here's my story. Alright, so he didn't have to add that. You know what? Is he Just, writing a fucking novel? Jesus Christ. He kind of did. Alright. 1995 or 96. I'm not sure which one. We had a lot of ships. Traffic coming in and out of Amadea. <laughs> Whatever year would make my story more believable. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it's, he's talking about San Francisco Bay, practically. is where Amadea, California is in that area. Uh, the USS Lincoln had just left, and they wanted to get the Hornet over to Pier 1 for some reason or another. I always hated deck-sticking the Hornet. It moved like a cow. It took all day. I always get assigned the forecastle. The forecastle is the front of the boat. Alright? This is like the large... It's like the front of the boat. Practically. Gotcha. At the time, I was a BM-1, which is a bosun's made first-class petty officer. The forecastle was always hot during the summer, and no power made it. Just that more interesting well i mean if you're in the front of the boat you're not going to get ac you know what you know i can't think <laughs> well we cast off the lines and the tugs pulled us off the pier i had two line handlers with me and the transit from one pier to the next was likely to take an hour or so they wanted to go up and check out the flight deck i told them no problem but get the mooring lines ready to run first they went ahead and laid out the lines i tied the heaving lines to the eye the heaving line was on. <laughs> this is in parentheses. The heaving line was up on deck, and the, and the bitter end was passing through the chalk. They left and closed. What am I reading, George Arwell? Jeez, all these details. <laughs> they left and closed the quad. It was behind a hot, them. sticky day. I was so out he... on the deck with my boys, my sweaty boys. So my favorite thing on the ropes. I'm sorry. <laughs> So my favorite thing is he, he, he's using very boat terms on a form that not a lot of people probably know what the boat terms mean. So yeah. like he says they left and closed the quad, which the, the quad, which is Q-A-W-T, stands for Quick Acting Watertight Door. Dude, so he could have just he could have just said they closed the door or they closed the hat. You know, I, but he's I, like, I'm going to be very specific here. I feel like he's just like, he's, he's like, oh, I use all these words. They're going to think are, I know people, what I'm talking about. They're going to think I'm smart. Yeah. If you say something very loud, they think you're smart. If you say it with enough confidence, they'll think it's true. That's true. I'm rich. Mm. If you say it with enough confidence, they'll you'll even trick yourself. I'm happy. It didn't work. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah, please put in the sad trombone. I was sitting by myself when I noticed that the mooring line was passing through the bit in the wrong direction. I mumbled out loud. So if you mumbled out loud, you're not mumbling. I mumbled out loud. Well, that ain't gonna work. 
And I and I mumble out loud, Raggy. And I froze as I heard a voice behind me say. And I mumble out loud, Zoink Scoob. And I froze as I heard a voice behind me say. That ain't right. I turned around and didn't see anyone. I walked to the forward part of the room and checked the WTD. It was chained shut. He means the watertight door. <coughs> I, I checked to off. see if I could find the southern lawyer who whispered yeah. into my ear. I shook it off and went back to the line. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone walking by the capstan. I turned and figured it was a line handler. He wasn't wearing dungarees. I asked him if he had, if he had something. He didn't even look at me, and he bent over. Looked at something? And that, it. that was it. He blinked, and the guy was gone. So clearly he wasn't looking at him. But it was a sailor, he said. I opened the quick acting order type door and went to the hallway. So, Wait, okay, so, real quick. So time he out. said no, quad no. before, but then he just reads it out fully there? No, I just, I'm reading it out fully. Okay, I thought he was doing that. I'm like, okay, dude, we get it. Boat terms. Not even that. So, the guy goes, I opened the quick acting order type door. So, he's, he's being very specific on a boat term. Caps in, mooring lines, all this stuff, right? Yeah. I went into the hallway. Huh. He's, he makes it easy to read hallway, but nothing else. Either way, um, that is not what you would call that. I went to the hallway. I was scared. I waited till the line handlers came back, and then went back in with them. I never told them when I was a thing. I don't want to be figured as one of those ghost cooks. I saw on the TV special on Ghost on the Hornet, and they mentioned activity in the Folksville area, so I figured it wouldn't hurt to finally tell my experience. Things I know for a fact. I was the only one in the folks at the time. My land, my line handlers had shut the quick acting watertight door. I hate that. And there's no way anyone could have opened it without me hearing it. And all their doors were chained or locked shut. That's all he <laughs> This was from a BM1. We always keep our doors chained shut. Now I have one more quick story. Just in room. case of emergency. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> So, quick, we have to unwrap this 30 feet worth of chains. <laughs> the ship's going down. <laughs> now, time for my favorite story that I've read. This is by a Tommy Jacoby. Jacoby. My grandpa was on the USS Hornet in World War II. He told me of many things about it. So, one night. Dismiss, to... senile old man, move on. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Oh, wait, this is Tenure. it. Wait a second. Wait, I gotta change the voice. <clears throat> My grandpa was on the USS Hornet in World War II. <laughs> he had told me of many things about it. So one day... I sound like a weird Mike Tyson. So one day I got to this... <laughs> I'm the imagining a kid. It's like, okay, now do write an uh, essay about one of your <laughs> um, relatives. My grandpa was saying he was on the SS Hornet. <laughs> For one night, I got to spend the night there. It was neat. It definitely was written by a kid. You're just Mike Tyson now. You're just yeah. Mike Tyson now. But, 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 I, but I got up from bed and went down, looked low <laughs> in the ship. I mean, to be fair, Mike Tyson has the brain of a child at this point, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> went down low in the ship, not knowing where I was going. I saw a big room in what looked like a prison bed. It was the brig. I didn't know my way back up the ship. 
I was afraid, and since I couldn't go back up, I went and laid down in the bed and went to sleep. 20 minutes later, <laughs> I went to sleep. <laughs> 20 minutes later, I felt like I was being beaten to death. Oh, wow. Okay. I screamed very loud. Ah! <laughs> Unlike Tyson, you don't I'm... beat me, I beat you. <laughs> and I heard strange noises. <laughs> this dude was getting his lumps. This little kid got his lumps, man. I ran out the big. No, it's his grandpa. His grandpa was getting the lumps. I forgot. <laughs> well, his grandpa was still probably alive at the time. Was. <laughs> Let's see what that's how we found out his grandpa died. His grandpa was beating the well, shit out of him on the no, bridge. No, I didn't say he died. I'm saying like the, the kid's not the one getting beat. No, it's it was... the grandpa on the. No, boat. it's the kid. What? This is the kid. I thought you said that his grandpa was telling him this story. No, his, no. So he was on the Hornet, like grandpa was on the Hornet. He told me many things about it. So one night the kid got to spend the night there. Oh, okay. So, so, yeah, the kid... 20 minutes later, I fell asleep. I was being beaten to death. My grandpa started giving me lumps. He was like, You're going to join the Navy now, son. Then he kissed him very politely. <laughs> I screamed very loud, and I heard strange noises. I ran out of the brig as fast as I could, only to find a strange cluster of lights. Well, it's called a concussion. <laughs> I heard a phone ringing, but no one would answer the damn phone. I still have no idea what happened. The end. I don't have a concussion. Someone answer that damn phone. <laughs> so you, I have told you four stories now of uh, the Hornet. Wait, do you, did this guy three. say how old he was when he stayed on the Hornet? No, but I'm just assuming he was a child. I, I feel worse if it's a child who's just like sleeping on a ship and then thought he was getting beaten to death out by no one. You feel bad about that? That's kind of what I'm hoping for. It makes it so much more funny. That's it's just that's so messed up. <laughs> Don't say in the brig, bitch. Jeez. Anyways. I felt, a weird, I felt a weird sensation behind my pants. No, no, no. That, no, that's not. No, we're cutting that out. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so, Eric, uh, that was, I say, I told you, I've told you four stories about the Hornet. Um, all with very good acting skills. How, how do you, how do you enjoy that? How do you enjoy the Hornet? I, I enjoyed the stories, but I don't know how much I can believe in them. Uh, so the ship has had a, a plenty of ton of investigations done on it. It's, it's listed as one of the most haunted places in America. Ah. If not the world. Uh, like ghost stories have done there, proven. ghost adventures. There's been a lot of different TV shows I've gone there and done investigations. Old ship creeks, it haunted. Yeah. So, but there are a lot of people who openly believe this is haunted. And there, mind you, this is just four stories out of like a hundred. Yeah. You know. So I'm just a skeptic in general, so I always have trouble believing that stuff. Yeah, that, no, that's understandable. It's like we'll talk about just, it. It's like just a minute. It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't we'll have to be a reason. It's just creepy. <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit more about it um, at the end, in our conclusion to wrap up. So oh, Eric, okay. but that's the end of my story. So uh, it's all you, my friend. Uh, I'll get comfortable now. <laughs>
I just want to stay silent to see what you would do. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about the the SS Arain Madan. I'm going to sit up in my chair. <clears throat> Clear my throat. Okay. The year is 1948, three years after World War II. Oh, A Dutch freighter named the Silver Star intercepted an SOS call reading, dot, 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 all officers, including captain, dead, lying in chart room and on bridge, dot, 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 probably oh. whole crew dead, dot, dot, dot. And then after a jumble of incoherent dots and dashes, the last two words came in clear. I die. <laughs> what? <clears throat> yeah. Uh... So a British freighter called the Malialia um, joined the Silver Star and help, and with the help of British and Dutch listening posts, they were able to locate the ship that sent out the SOS, a freighter called the SS Arain Madan. Any questions? We're good so far? I know you sounded really confused when I was just like, this guy's typing an, an SOS and he just puts I die at the end. You know, if you have the time to spell out your own death, you have time to save the ship, but that's beside the point. When they got there sev several hours later, they found the ship with no power drifting through the water, but there was no damage to it. <laughs> After calling out to it and getting no radio response, they decided to board the vessel. When the crew got on the ship, what they found would stick with them for the rest of their lives. The deck was littered with bodies of the crew, all their faces frozen with pure terror. The crew said the bodies had no visible damage to them, on the, like on the outside of them. Hmm. But they were already decaying at like an alarmingly fast rate. Their arms were locked in front of them as if they were protecting themselves from an attack. Rigmore seemed to have said in instantly before they would normally lose control of their muscles and fall dead. Oh. Upon further inspection of the ship, they found the captain and others in the bridge where they um, seemed they died mid trying to barricade themselves in. They found a lot of the crew members actually all dead at their stations, as in whatever incident happened, happened just fast, quickly. All it's in almost, instance. So it's almost like a, you remember like in Pompeii, like like a, like a volcano erupted so fast yeah. that buried them. Yeah, yeah. It's almost exactly. like that's how they died, like mummified in the spot they were at. Yeah, I would say something like that. Man, can you imagine the guy who's like jacking off in his rack? Oh yeah, and you body. get froze like that. Yeah, his hands still on it on his member. Yeah. Oh. He's watching that... like his like. But oh, it's give... like the best body to study. Like all the other ones have something weird done to them, and he's like perfectly preserved. It's like, I guess we're going to, have to do this one. But at least he's it's packing. Just do so... mid crank. But he's packing though, right? So like, oh yeah, huge, huge, huge yeah. member, huge John. Anyway, no, no, I'm fascinated <laughs> about this guy's dick. Might... Give me a second. <laughs> we're not even sure if that guy exists. Come on. Anyways, man. they found a, um, the radio operator at his station dead so you know that was the guy who sent mm. out the sos and they you know they assumed that the nonsense in the middle of the message was him struggling to stay alive well that sucks for him <clears throat> um after exploring the ship a little bit more in the broiler room they found it still completely operational despite despite it being um over 100 degrees in there which is normal mm -hmm. um they all claimed that it was freezing in there Oh, weird. 
Yeah, the Silver Star decided to tow the ship back to shore, but after getting the tethers attached, the smoke started to pour out of the bottom levels of the Madan, specifically from the number four cargo hold. They decided to sever the tow rope and get far away from it, which was the best call, since then the ship exploded with such force that it lifted out of the water and then sunk to the ocean floor. What? Yeah, I like explosions. <laughs> you really do. That seems to be a very common topic in every in your podcast episode. Explosion. <laughs> I don't even do it on purpose. They just find me. So the ship pulled an ollie and then sank to the bottom of the floor. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I did a sick kickflip and then said peace and just dough out of there. I'm outie. <laughs> Yo, it's been do, real. Do, Daps them up. Do, do, do. <laughs> it's going down. Um, so this was left unheard of till months later when a reporter heard crew from the Silver Star talking about it and then released a story in a Dutch newspaper. So, and then th so the, the Silver Star decided yes. just to keep their mouth shut about the entire incident? Or they might have reported about it, but since there was no ship and the story's crazy, just Don't it's like, them. okay, we'll write it down in the reports. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess if... I guess if I had it's, to report... It's 1948. There weren't... I Since it was an unheard of um, freighter ship, they weren't going to really do any recovery missions for it. Mm. Did, they, does it, did, uh, did it ever say like what type of cargo they were carrying? Um, no, but we'll touch on that. Okay. Um, then the incident was not mentioned again until 1952 when a U.S. Coast Guard report came out. Son of a bitch. Some I, yeah, we both end up talking about the Coast Guard. Why? This, I don't know. They're not an important branch of the military. <laughs> Anyways, they add some grim details, like their frozen faces upturned to the sun, staring as if in fear. The mouths were gaping open and the eyes staring. What? Yeah. Someone better be getting fired for that shit. That's not how you report <laughs> that. <laughs> Um, so this is when more people started to pay attention to this case and start speculating what happened. Um, some thought that maybe the ship was loaded with potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin, which would explain the smoke and explosion, mm -hmm. but doesn't explain what happened to the crew. Yeah, they should be like... Because something happened to the crew. Rick and Mortis said it instantly, like, their bodies locked up before they died and continued to be in that position. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. So some believe that just, that the ship was actually carrying cargo from a Japanese military unit, hmm. which is um, Unit 731, which was known for doing chemical and biological experiments on prisoners of war during World War II. Uh, which I, we could honestly talk about them in a separate episode. Because yeah. I was reading about some of the experiments they did. They did one where they tied up prisoners of war onto sticks and like they were hanging on the sticks by their hands or whatever and then they put a live grenade in the middle and let it blow up and then they would study the wounds that happened to them so they can um perfect um anti-personnel explosives oh my gosh yeah they did some crazy stuff yeah that the, the experiments done during world war ii on like <clears throat> everyone's front could probably it would be a crazy episode to talk about yeah, just World War II experiments could be a future episode. Mm, for sure. Anyways, so they believe that there was a release of a chemical or bi biological agent 
which affected the crew as we saw which could explain the how the bodies have no injury they were decaying super fast how the rigamaris instantly said then this could mm. have been some unknown agent that they found yeah which you know we never got a biopsy or sorry we never got an autopsy mm-hmm. because all the bodies went down with the ship yeah this was actually supported by the fact that the ss rain madan was never in any registries Hmm. Yeah, like anywhere across the entire world. Really? Nothing. That's um, crazy, so. But some believe that something more paranormal may have happened. Okay. Um, there's actually a video game called The Dark Pictures, Man of Madan, which hmm. actually explores this idea that they were attacked by a specter or something among those lines. <laughs> Which could explain why the bodies seemed like they were protecting themselves from an attack. Oh. And how they were just look of pure fear. Could uh, be. That makes sense. And this is even more backed up, surprisingly, f- from a um, letter from December 5th, 1959, from a C.H. Marks Jr., who was the assistant to the director of the CIA at the time. Hmm. And this was on Declassified just a couple years ago. And I'm going to um, read some of this leather. Okay. Um, so the first paragraph, it reads... Wait. I may... What? I need you to do a voice for this. Uh, fuck. Give me some... Tips. On May 29th, 1958, I sent, I sent you a leather concerning crews disappearing from ships on the high seas. Or ships which have disappeared without trace. Well, I have just read a weird story concerning the Dutch vessel SS Arane Madan. So it's Dutch. I will be... No, um, the Silver Star was actually a Dutch vessel. Oh. He's just not smart. Oh. Well. That <laughs> the Arane Madan wasn't any kind yeah. of vessel because it wasn't registered. <laughs> yes. Like your whole um, plot point there. Yeah. Um, I will be indeed grateful for your opinion of this story also do you think something from the unknown is involved so also i don't know who this leather's to that is not released that is that's been sanitized anytime the government releases stuff saying unknown it makes me really happy yeah like so um there's the rest for page one there's only two pages Mm -hmm. um the rest of page one is him explaining the story but i want to read the part where he's talking about the explosion because there's just two things that's kind of weird okay he um writes the boarding parties hurriedly abandoned the vessel and returned to safety of their own ships moments later there was a terrific in quotation marks explosion Oh. On the Rain Madon, and then the vessel sink with all her, also in quotation marks, dead crew. Well, so I don't know why explosion and dead yeah, are in quotation marks. That's kind of weird. Yes. And then on the next page, it reads, I'm done with the voice. <laughs> I don't really have a good voice for this. So I feel sure that the SS Raymondon tragedy holds the answer to many of these airplane accidents and unsolved mysteries of the sea. Also, I have often thought about the many sightings of a huge fiery spear rising from the sea and also disappearing into the sea by ships 
um, captains and crews in the 18th and 19th century. Mm-hmm. And now when I read that, I think the sun. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would make too much <clears throat> sense. But um, later on, he talks more about those fiery spears, so I'm going to continue. Um, there are alarming... Pa- there are alarming passages in old English chronicles written in medieval Latin and in, in Latin and Kubla, I believe it's pronounced, or books printed before the year 1500 AD, which suggests that these fiery spears cause destruction and that they come from within our planet. For instance, in 216 BC, things like ships were seen in the sky over Italy. And, um... In Sardinia, a knight was making his rounds, inspecting the post, guarding the rampart, when a stick in his hands burst into flames. A stick in his hands? Yeah, he had a stick in his hand and just burst into flames, apparently. Oh, my God. Uh, the same thing happened to a Roman soldier in Sicily who saw their javelins flame and burn in their hands. So... And then at Arpai, which I believe is near like Greece, one of those little islands, mm-hmm. a round shield was seen in the sky. So, but like, how does this connect into the he ship? He thinks, though? I'm going to keep, let me finish this and I'm going to talk about it. Also in AD um, 1067, people saw a fire that flamed and burned fiercely in the sky. It came near the earth and for a little time brilliantly lit it up. Afterwards, it revolved, ascended on high, then descended into the sea. In several places, it burned woods and plates. Yes, the enchanting sea, what terrifying secret does it hold? I feel sure that the SS Aramidon tragedy also holds the answer to this secret. Oh, so he feels like th- this is all connected. Like there's these deep mysteries to the ocean, and whatever happened on the SS Moreno Don is, is all related to these old wise tales. Practically, that's that's coming from a like the, a... this is coming from this assistant to the director of the CIA. That's crazy. Someone that high up. Yeah, this was so, in 1959. That makes me wonder now. Who is he writing it to? Well, it's not even that, right? So no. he's so I okay. agree. Like I agree with the whole like, who is he writing it to? Because it's a good question. Because he's like, oh, we've talked before, and you're an expert in this stuff. Yeah, but I want to know why does the CIA believe that the spear? And he's flaming and bursts all this. Why do they believe this is real? There has to be something. Like, what have they seen? And what are they hiding? That gives them connections, almost. They're trying to link this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, this is absolutely insane. Like, I just, I started this research looking for just, oh, hey, this is a cool little ghost ship. And to the CIA, just... They know something about the ocean that we don't. Yeah. That there's just this mist, just this force out there that's causing these crazy things to happen. It could be Godzilla. But after reading this, um, it could be aliens that they're talking about. They yeah. said they saw ships in the sky over Italy, a shield, a giant shield in the sky over one island. 
That mm-hmm. could be a flying saucer. Oh yeah, it definitely sounds like a flying saucer. And then saucer. maybe like um you know of Bob Lazar? Oh yes, of course. Future yeah, episode. he he was talking about like um how the ship flies using force fields and stuff, how it like messes with reality. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the ship got this flying ship got too close to something and it caused the trees to burn and it's like, Oh my god. Oh, this flight this a flaming spear. Like it could be anything. Yeah. Or it could be some crazy dude who just happened to get in pretty far into the government. Just like, hey, these probably have something. <laughs> this sounds <laughs> right. This stuff can't just happen for no reason. That's me saying that, not him. Yeah. Like it could be a chemical agent from a secret Japanese base. But if that's true, who were they transporting it to? Yeah, like, who are they giving it to? There's so many questions that I don't think will ever be answered. Yeah. Alright, that's it. Hmm. What'd you think? It's very intriguing, and I'm very, like... It's a very cool story. I, I love the story. I think I think it's a great story. And I'm very... I wish there was more evidence for it. Like, besides, like, I know there's the CIA paperwork and stuff like that. And the thing CIA Coast Guard. paperwork, the Coast Guard report. But, like, I wish... Like, even with mine, like, something more. Like, like, yeah. you know, like a piece of the ship. Because, or something, you know, they could have taken off or, like... Or, like, where they cut the they ropes. they found the SS... Aramadon at all. Yeah. I feel like if they would, like, there's, mind you, there's God knows how many ships in the ocean, you know, that have gone missing. Yeah. And, and it's like probably that. been too long if there was a chemical in them that they oh, just yeah. wouldn't be able to find it. But even just like. It'd still just be real interesting. Yeah, to, to find that. the ship or anything. Because I think there's actually a picture of one of the bodies that I'll show you afterwards mm-hmm. and then we can post the picture of it. Okay. Uh, it was real interesting. It, it was crazy. I'm just, I'm, I can't describe it. Is it an actual photo of the body? Yes. Okay, so that, like, uh, someone that adds from, a lot more. I forgot. I honestly forgot about that. I didn't even write it. I just saw it on one of the websites I was using for research. Okay. I'll have to pull up the link. But yeah, no, there's just, I, I believe um, someone from the Silver Star took a picture of it, and it's just, it's crazy. Okay, so that does, that helps me a lot, believe the story a little more. But, so what I think, so like, for me personally, for what happened to it, something did happen. Whether it be like a chemical agent got out of that. Is it connected to a weird f- aliens and flying spaceship and software? I don't think there's enough evidence for me to justify yeah, exactly. that being the case. Yeah, I don't believe like anything magical or fucking paranormal or alien happened. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's another way to be like, I don't know what this is. Maybe yeah. this could explain it. Thank you everybody listening to episode 6 of Unreal Reality. Hopefully you found it interesting. We had some really episode six. We had some really cool investigations, some really cool stories. We learned more that the that the CIA can't be trusted and the government can't be trusted based off of you We know. say learn like we didn't think that before. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> we're we're more we're hitting the hammer that's already nailed into the coffin. We're making Again. sure this hammer's in. Yeah, like that's what that's exactly we'll stop what beating this dead horse when it stops spitting out money, damn it. Facts. <laughs> Hardcore facts. So Eric, um 
Episode 7. Do you remember what it was? Nope. Oh. Cryptids. We're doing cryptids. We are finally doing cryptids. The thing that no one's asked for because you guys don't write us. Back by popular demand, we're doing cryptids. How many times do you have to repeat this on every outro? Give us ideas. On our Twitter, Twitter which is at... The Unreal... Or sorry. Unreal Reality PD. You can, or if you don't want to use Twitter like a little baby boy, you could email us. At the Unreal Reality 2 at gmail.com. Because we're consistent. We are the most consistent fucking podcast Very out there. Very consistent. But I'm just saying, talk to me. We need some shit. I need your guys' love. I'm just saying... Thanks for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to support us is word to mouth. If you think anyone would like this, fucking send it to them. Enjoy You got this. time to send them like little memes. Like, haha, look, it's Bernie Sanders sitting in a fucking chair. Send them the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Every single person I sent this to who I've interrogated afterwards said they enjoyed it. Mind you, they were forced against their will, but they said they enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. I swear to God, if I have to hunt each one of you down again. Just do it. You better share that button. You better just press that right now. You better press that copy link button right now and send it to 10 of your closest friends. Or you'll wake up with me next to you in bed, tickling your tickling your ankles. And nobody wants that. No one wants that. I'm going to be a little ankle tickler. So please, share the podcast. And thank you for listening to 